This is HPR episode 2833 entitled Jerome Chats with Joe Pisker and is part of the series Interviews. It is hosted by Jeroen Patton and is about 20 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Interviewing Joe Pisker during low days in Antwerp, Belgium. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hi there, this is uh, Jerome Batten again with another podcast uh, that I like to bring to you. And this time I would like to talk about another event that I visited recently and it was called Load Days. Load Days was something that happened in Antwerp in Belgium uh, about uh, the beginning of May uh, this year and uh, 2019 if you're really late at listening. And... um, it's Low Day stands for Linux Open Administration Days, and it's got a lot of talks, technical talks uh, about in-depth stuff, and actually pretty fascinating. Uh, I I learned a lot there. Uh, on Saturday there were several talks about Zebix, how to configure, as an example, the um, low-level discovery rules in Zebix. Pretty fascinating, um, and. I, it was so fascinating that I completely forgot to interview people. And uh, yeah, I know it happened. Um, what can I say? The next day on Sunday, um, there was this one talk that, in my book, is, is is pretty amazing. It 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 talks about how a lot of people suffer from the um, the imposter syndrome, the the the. The, the continuous notion that you think you're never good enough, that everybody else is better, that you th- have the feeling that you're faking it, uh, where in truth be told, you're actually pretty good at your work, but you always feel just too inadequate. This imposter syndrome. And there was this guy, his name was Hugh Piscar, and he was talking about the imposter syndrome. And I, I, I couldn't wait for him to finish his talk so I could interview him. And um, um, after that, I, I kept on thinking about this interview. I kept on thinking about the subject. So after the interview, I'll return with uh, some other uh, uh, sounds and snippets that, that triggered me when I heard him talk. Anyway, without further ado and without me br- keep on brabbling, um, let me just stop for a minute and, and give the floor to Yupiska. So here goes. 
So now I'm at the Low Days event in Antwerp uh, together with uh, somebody who just made a pretty impressive talk. Uh, we're going to interview him uh, first. Tell me, who are you? So my name is Joep Piskaar. Um, I am from uh, from the Netherlands. I live in uh, uh, in the region of uh, Eindhoven, um, and I work at uh, at Jumbo as well as uh, having my own company. Uh, helping people do uh, DevOps properly, as well as helping startups do marketing properly. You you just mentioned your company Jumbo. Uh, what what is Jumbo? So Jumbo is uh, is uh, the yellow supermarket in the Netherlands, um, and I work there at their tech campus, uh, which is their software development capability within the company. Uh, so I'm helping that part of the company actually uh, grow from uh, uh, well, basically zero people to uh, three four hundred people in uh, about two years time. Okay. Okay. And um, so, so that's what you do for a living, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, uh, so Yumbo is my uh, my main employer. Uh, I spend most of my th- time there, uh, but then I also have my own like uh, side gigs, like my own small company, where I help startups and uh, help uh, organizations do DevOps. And you help startups. Do you help startups in the region of Eindhoven? You said. Uh, yes, but mostly. Uh, so the mo- most of the startups are actually in uh, Silicon Valley. Um, or in uh, Texas, on uh, uh, in Austin, or in Boston. Th- those are kind of the three tech hubs of the U.S. Um, so I spent quite some time in the U.S. Uh, and a couple of clients there that actually help do their marketing. So I write content for them. I set out marketing strategies. I represent them on stage or in webinars or in some kind of PR uh, role. So I uh, basically help them with their uh, marketing. That's a pretty impressive hobby next to your day job. Um Um, so do you do that once a year or how often do you travel to the States then? Uh, more than I'd like to admit. Um, so I, I think this year I'll be in the States about 10 times, uh, maybe a little bit more. Um, but a couple of years ago, I was there like 15 times a year. Um, so that uh, that was a lot. Uh, but now I have small kids. My kids are uh, three and uh, four and, uh, and five. So I uh, I want to be home a little bit more. Um, so I'm kind of trying to do it remotely, but still you have to you know go over there, meet the people face to face. That's that's so valuable to actually keep doing. So that that I'll, I'll keep doing that actually. Okay, great. Um, now about your talk, um, can you say, I just saw it. I, to me, it was pretty impressive. Uh, but the audience, of course, has no idea what we're talking about now. So can you? I'll sort of repeat the whole story again. <laughs> <laughs> I can give me 15 minutes. Uh, I'll I'll do the whole thing again. So, the, but basically, my my talk is about my experiences, kind of uh, growing up, quote unquote, uh, within the IT community, um, and it's about imposter syndrome. Um, so the feeling that you know you judge yourself more harshly than others would judge you, and and so the issue with that is that you have this internal measuring stick in your head that helps you relate to how good you are in your work or in your social life. And for many people, that internal measuring stick is kind of broken. It doesn't work as well. So you judge yourself more harshly than others would judge you. And the issue with that is that you, if you start to believe you're not as good as, as other people think you are, then you will you know, not go for that next opportunity, not apply for that new job not take up that new project at work or not quit your job and, and start your own company or, you know, whatever form or shape it will, it'll have, but it will limit you in, uh, in what you can accomplish because you believe you're just not so good at it. Um, and so talking about imposter syndrome for me 
uh, kind of serves two purposes. So on the one hand, it helps me tell my own stories to overcome my own limitations. But on the other hand, it'll help other people too, hopefully, to realize that, you know, this is all very human. You're all humans. Everybody deals with this uh, in some way or another. Um, and, you know, in, especially in IT, I've seen so many people struggling with this that at some point I decided, well, it's very uh, good for me to actually talk about this stuff to kind of um, help myself, but at the same time help others figuring out this stuff too. Yeah, well, during your talk, you did a small exercise with the whole room. And can you tell a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so the, the experiment I did, uh, the, the, um, the exercise was about giving and receiving compliments. Um, so what I've learned, uh, maybe this is very personal, maybe not, but what I've learned in the last couple of years that giving good compliments is very hard to do. It takes practice. Um, but actually receiving a compliment can be more difficult because it's really easy to kind of shrug off that compliment and think to yourself, okay, yeah, no, the, the compliment I just got isn't true or isn't relevant. And, and then you kind of um, you you don't internalize that compliment. So the exercise I did with the room was really about giving a compliment um, as well as receiving uh, the compliment as an exercise to show how hard it is from both sides, uh, but also to kind of prove that if you learn how to actually take a compliment at face value, that you will learn to believe the the other people's opinion. So if they give you a compliment, it is because they think you did something well. So learning to accept that you actually did something well, that's kind of part of the exercise. Yeah, learning to take a compliment, right? Um, early on in your talk, you did another exercise with the audience where they had to raise their hands and you put some uh, some slides up. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so that's kind of to prove the relevance of, of the imposter syndrome thing, kind of to prove that everyone deals with it in some way or another. So the... Um, um, the slides were really about, you know, do you fear feedback? Do you want to think? Do you want to do things perfectly, or don't do them at all? Um, do you um, believe that it's uh, it's hard to actually accomplish things? Just to prove that everyone deals with imposter syndrome in their own unique way, right? So you don't have to have all of the symptoms of imposter syndrome, uh, or all of the ones that you can Google and can read about, um, but that it's a really personal um, a personal thing you might have one thing one symptom and you might not have another but that doesn't matter because you will still deal with the whole imposter syndrome problem inside of your head anyway yeah it it, it, it astonishes me that about two-thirds of the room raised their hand permanently with all those questions so it's something that really uh, really sits with a lot of people um, you also uh, mentioned a couple of uh, sources for further, um, what shall I, how shall I put this, uh, for further reading and, and YouTube and TED Talks. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, th so there's, there's, you know, there's a ton of, of information you can Google and, and start reading. But it's kind of like um, if you go Googling like a medical issue you have, you always end up being dead, right? So the rabbit hole you go down is, is so big and uh, is so negative that... I, I I gave a, a couple of recommendations, uh, like starting points to start your own search for your you know unique uh, position of of imposter syndrome. So the three talks I recommend is the um, uh, the one by Mike 
Kenan Brooks, who is the founder of Atlassian, and he talks about his imposter syndrome. This is a TED Talk with, I don't know, a couple of thousand people in the room, and he shares his story very openly. So this is you know, one of the biggest companies in, in IT, Atlassian, the founder um, who actually started out like um, in a garage in a uh, in a very small office, um, and so he he told a story where at some point the company needed to hire an HR person. The company got so big they needed an HR person, and so the guy, the CEO of this big successful company, was explaining that he was sitting at the interview table with the uh, the guy um, that they were uh, trying to hire. And and he was thinking, oh, man, but I don't know anything about HR. I never worked at a company that had an HR person because he started a company out you know, right from college. Um, so he was thinking, oh, yeah, but I don't know what to ask. I don't know if I can hire this person. Um, so he was really self-doubting himself. But it was a symptom of him being successful because he had founded his own company, which had grown so much. They needed an HR person so that – he gave a, he gave such a good example, and the whole talk is is, is full of examples like this. Um, so it's really refreshing to see someone who is very successful, um, see him on stage talking about his doubts and his you know kind of self inflicted pains uh, that he deals with. The other example he gave is um, at some point he uh, he put out a tweet um, to uh, Elon Musk of Tesla, saying, "Hey uh, Elon, we have this big energy problem in uh, Australia." where we have a lot of um, uh, power outages and stuff like that. So uh, I challenge you to fix that problem within 100 days. And Elon said, yeah, okay, we'll do that. And so suddenly this this guy from Atlassian, Mike, he was on like all of the big news networks in Australia. He was interviewed a bunch of times about the energy transition problem, um, which he knew nothing about. But he just, you know, put out a tweet to Elon Musk saying, well, build build that thing, solve that problem. And so now he was at all kinds of news stations talking about something he didn't know anything about. So his imposter syndrome flared up again, et cetera. So this, it's a really good TED Talk. It's really funny. Uh, so that's, you know, that's a, a good, fun introduction to the imposter syndrome problem. Uh, then there's a, uh, a second one. Um, I'll, I'll actually start with, the, start with the last one, which is you know, basically everything by a woman named Brene Brown. She, uh, she gave a TED Talk. She has written books um, at this point, too, which is really about vulnerability. So one of the issues with imposter syndrome is that you don't talk about it um, because you don't want to be vulnerable. It's not something our culture does or the Western culture does. And so she kind of made the case, well, be vulnerable. Be open about your self-doubts, about the things that bother you. Because if you are not open about it, if you're not vulnerable, it'll never you know, you'll never get to a point where you can solve your imposter syndrome. And the um, the second one is, oh, I have to think, which one was that again? And so the second the second TED Talk is uh, is about something called the procrastinator's brain, um, which is a uh, a way of dealing with your self doubts. Um, so basically, what happens that if if you have to do something really important or really scary or something new or you know something that you haven't done before then for a lot of people, um, instead of actually doing the thing, you'll go down a rabbit hole of cleaning your house, watching YouTube videos for four hours, you know, do anything but the thing that you need to do. Because if you do that, then um, if you fail at the thing you need to do, like write a paper, for instance, and if the paper isn't good, so the end result kind of sucks, 
then you can blame the lack of effort instead of blame yourself. So it's kind of a way to protect yourself from failure. Um, and so the TED Talk is about that procrastinator brain, so how that works internally, why it works the way it does, um, and also kind of flip it around to uh, to make sure people understand that you kind of have to break through that issue, um, and each breaks through that and solves that in their own way. Um, but that second TED Talk is really about you know solving that issue of not doing the effort because you're afraid of failure. Um, yeah, I think we just about covered the talk by now. So um, I'd say, well, thanks a lot for a great talk and, uh, and for this interview, of course. Thank you. So after recording this talk, I went home and I mixed it all together in Audacity and I kept thinking about uh, uh, there is something I need to add here. There's really something I need to add here. And I'm going to tell you what it is. There is this guy. His name is Ryan Caligiuri. Caligiuri, and sorry, it's he can pronounce it a lot better than I do. And he makes this podcast. It's called Cut the Crap Show, the Cut the Crap Show, and he talks about mental resilience. and And this guy, if you listen to it, he, he lots of times he is spot on. He's inspirational, just as Yupis. Now, this is originally why I wanted to include a clip. Uh, his intro of his his own podcast to 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 show you uh what he what he sounds like and and how he talks but well copyright laws and all being the way they are um uh, there is another version of this podcast out there uh with the clips but um this is now yeah the way it is so no clips here sorry let's continue so um well, this guy, he, I, I learn a lot from his podcast, and I, I hope you do too if you uh, spend some time listening to his episodes. For one, I can especially uh, recommend episode 145. That's 145. It talks about um, mental resilience, in, in, and, and he looks for the golden nuggets in how to be uh, more happy, more effective, more productive. Uh, there are so many things to learn from it, his podcast. And there's one thing I want to leave you with today. And that's at the end of episode 145, he inserts a fragment. His name is Steve Harvey, and he's clearly a minister or something in the US. But he talks about the gift and, and how everybody has his own gift to share with the world and it's an inspirational story and i can't include everything but it's on youtube and i put the link in the show notes for you to uh, to listen to so uh, i leave you with a sample of uh, of his work now this is originally why i wanted to include a clip uh, his intro of his his own podcast to to, to show you uh what he what he sounds like and and how he talks but well Copyright laws and all being the way they are. Um, uh, there is another version of this podcast out there uh, with the clips, but um, this is now yeah the way it is. So no clips here. Sorry, let's continue. Well, all I can say is I'd like to include more, but you know, closed licensing. Uh, I don't want to get into any uh, any legal hassles. But uh the, the steve harvey uh, harvey and the way he talks about the gift it's uh, it, it resonated with me and uh his his stop tripping remark is <laughs> i find it great anyway um 
I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, all I can say is till we meet again uh, for another subject, another story, another, I don't know, something. And in the meantime, I will leave you and uh, bid you farewell. And maybe we'll meet again at uh, Hacker Public Radio. Okay, see you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.